From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 658, for the week of November 5th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is sponsored by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studios in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Sean Thompson, Craig Williams, and back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West. Hello. Oh, there oh. he is. Ooh, a wave. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a small group uh, today. We, uh, we did record our show, our full show, uh, this past weekend in Delaware at what was a very fun meet, a very good yeah. meet. I believe they yeah. raised about $8,000 to give kids the world. It was like a family reunion for me. Yeah, yeah really. Exactly. We yeah. got to meet uh, Sean, Sean and Craig's parents. Yeah. And Dustin's parents were in town just uh, last week, so... Yeah, it's been a lot of families. And it was. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it was great meeting everybody. But uh, James and Denise Kays and their, and their group of volunteers did a, an amazing job in, the, uh, in planning and organizing that meet. That was a very well-organized meet. It really meet. was, yeah. Even all the auctions were great. and oh, I, I, I joked about it on the other show, but I think the venue was perfect. Yeah. yeah it it was, was. It was a senior center. It was perfect for it. And it was, brand new. it was an excellent venue. It was an excellent venue. So great job, you guys. Um, but uh, we are going to talk about a few things before we go ahead and play the the show from uh, Delaware. One of the things we oh, – I, I believe we have to do uh, do a plug for our Disneyland show. Did uh, yeah. he send through his – He did. He does have – while you're looking at that, um, also uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki Bell, uh, Nicole Mancini, sent me something. Um, she has uh, – we've been talking a lot about the magic bands and how people are getting upset about – all that kind of stuff. And um, she's going to have a blog about it uh, going up tomorrow on the 6th of November. Um, so definitely want to check out that blog. She also just put up a blog about uh, Dave Avanzino. Great blog about Dave Avanzino, who's going to be, uh, who has really turned into my favorite uh, Disney artist. We've talked about him a few times. This, uh, these two pieces over my shoulder uh, sitting behind me in the studio are Dave Avanzino pieces. I have about five or six other ones, some of them here in the studio, some in my office. Um, and uh, he's going to be at the Festival of the Masters this weekend. Um, and uh, Nikki wrote up a great blog on yeah. some of the stuff he's working on. That Tiki Room box that he's got is just crazy. He's got a box, and he's, he's got a, a, a print, print as well. So, But the box, I believe that's one of his originals. He's got quite a few. And if you look at that blog, several of them are one-of-a-kind originals. Yeah, they're his originals. They're not the ones that have been produced. Right. You know, so yeah, I'm excited. That new Fantasyland piece. That you bought, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever it came out, they actually have a print of that as well. So I like that he's doing that because I mean the the boxes are usually a little out of my price range, but to see that he's doing prints of them, oh, they're way out of my really price good. range. Yeah, I don't have any. I was being modest yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's a great blog that he put up uh, yesterday. Yeah, and I actually I have uh, the details for the uh, Disneyland show that's coming up uh, later this week. Uh, the team has their next part of the Disneyland 101 series focusing on downtown Disney. And uh, Mary Jo is going to talk about the Rose Parade and how to make it part of your uh, Disneyland holiday vacation. So that's what's coming up uh, this Thursday. Um, and you can go to uh, DizUnplugged.com if you want to check that out. Very good. 
Um, is there anything else we need to mention before we... Lori Wagner in chat says that George Takei is in Magic Kingdom right now. Oh, I my. saw that. Yeah. That's kind of exciting to me. I, I think I might go after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sulu, Sulu. <laughs> no? That's I, all the housekeeping I have is George Takei. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything. People don't talk to me. Yeah, this is... yeah. We, we, we decided to uh, unlock, uh, uh, unchain Craig from the production nook and let him come sit at the table. It's backfiring already. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm already regretting it. But it's great to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, we did have a wonderful time in Delaware. It was oh, yeah, great. Uh, yeah. It's a great meet, great job done by those guys. And um, uh, I was really excited that uh, when we went up, from Orlando to Philly, we flew into Philadelphia. When we went up to Philly, uh, the flight attendants went out of their way to make an announcement that even though the FAA had changed the rules, that they still weren't being implemented yet. So you yeah. you weren't allowed to use your your phone or your your iPad or your iPad um, during taxi and landing. Uh, but when we got on the plane in Philly, coming back, Delta's proud to be the first airline mm-hmm. to. And I was able to use my phone and my iPad. Yeah, that not, was really I mean, cool. not make calls or anything. You have to have it in airplane, airplane mode. mode. Yeah. But, you know, I could listen to music, and which I used to love to do when I would fly. And then they, they stopped it for a while, and I can listen to music. Yeah, yeah we used to have to do that, run the earphone up your... Oh, no, no, no. I, I, never, I, I never messed with that. You know, whatever the rules were, I did. Yeah, I, neither did I. You know. yeah. I'm just really glad um, now you don't have to have that awkward small talk with the person next to you that you don't really want to talk to because you're on an airplane and you just want to be quiet and listen to your own music. Well, you're talking about Teresa. Because on, on the first flight from Philadelphia to Cincinnati, we, um, we, we were not in the lucky people who got to have their electronics on because our plane was... The, the size of a tuna can or what what they are sardines it was yeah, a plane for ants actually it, it yeah. was it was tiny um but then on our second cincinnati back to orlando it was so nice getting our electronics and, and i actually was sitting next to craig and i didn't want to talk so i just put yeah. headphones in <laughs> interaction no that was uh, that was cool i'm glad to see they finally are, are changing that that rule and uh you still can't use your laptops uh below ten thousand feet but, you know, small portable electronics. I think that kind of has to do with the size, right? They don't want you to yeah. have huge kind of things. With exactly. So, you know, your, your Game Boy, your, your, you know, whatever. Walk Game Boy. Did I just really date myself there? What was the know. thing from Home Alone? The talk, the, uh, talk Boy. Talk Boy, yeah. <laughs> talk Boy 2. You can have your Discman, you know. I had one of those. You can have your cassette player. I, I do, too. That's all right. I was, um, uh, I was in Publix yesterday. Anti-scan. And... Um, you know uh, the the girls in there know me and they know that I travel a lot. But the um, so the girl bagging knew that you know I travel and she always lives like she says she lives vicariously through me and always asks where you know where have you been? What was your most recent trip? Where are you going next? Uh, but the cashier I didn't know, and the cashier says, um, "Well, you know when you're retired, you get to do those things." Oh. And I looked at her and I said, "Excuse me." And she's like, oh, well, you know, when you retire, you get to travel. I said, woman, I am nowhere near old enough to retire. (laughs) And then she goes, well, you know, well, some people, you know, they retire in their late 50s. I said, okay, you really need to shut up. Okay, you really need to shut up. Now you're just digging your hole deeper and deeper. I am 48 years old. I mean, I realize there's some snow on the roof, but, you know, come on. I don't look like I'm 65. No. But I don't know why I had to share that. I don't. It's like a very special episode of designing women. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, 
I do want to talk about the new uh, lounge at the Hollywood Brown Derby, which yeah. you guys went and covered. Yep. And this apparently was uh, is, is is quite a quite a big deal. People are very excited about this. It is, including me. I I'm so excited about it. We went on the first night. Yeah. The way I kind of see it is, it's like a first step in making a more Carthay Lounge type addition to Hollywood Studios, and maybe make Hollywood Studios a little better than it is right now because it's kind of dying, mm-hmm. as everyone knows. But um, well, let's describe yeah. to people what this is. This new lounge. So, uh, so it's on one of the patios on the Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of perpendicular to starring roles. It's kind of around the corner of that. Um, and it kind of the most the majority of the lounge is outside on the patio itself, but there is kind of a small section on the inside of the restaurant. It's um, kind of like awkwardly divided with ficus trees on the inside. The outside, I like the outside a lot better. Um, it kind of had more of like a casual, or not kind of casual outdoor, nice feeling. Yeah, the, rather well, than inside, it was kind of dark. The inside would have been more like a place where you want to sit and wait right before you go and sit down for dinner. Exactly. Whereas outside, it was just a nice place you could sit and relax. Uh, the only problem. With the outside seating is how loud everything is, because um, you're you're basically right in the heart of Hollywood Studios there. So, like, we were there right around the time that the American Idol finale show was happening. Oh, yeah. at the and end we of the heard night. every performance, and they were a lot of bad people singing that night. <laughs> um, they they were awful for the most part. Yeah, so you can but. you can see the the sorcerer's hat from the the patio. I almost wonder if they they're gonna maybe. Um, install some kind of like more private fence along that patio because yeah. it seems like and this is their first like week or whatever right, right but it would right. be nice if there was some kind of taller barrier so you didn't hear the noise or right. it's not so like awkward when people walk by that are kind of looking and, at and you know drink. this has been a seating area for a long time at the brown derby but every time i walk by i never really see them using that as a real I've, section well i've no i've you know? uh, i've eaten out there a couple times uh but okay. i think both times were for lunch but uh, no, I have eaten out there. So um, now, what sorts of you know what, what, what are they offering? What's what sorts of food? Yeah, so it's a limited menu for food, um, but there is a pretty big um, drink menu. Um, they have kind of like specialty cocktails, stuff that you can get inside at the restaurant. Um, and I think there are some new things, including the flights, which are kind of like their big signature yeah. thing now, um, which you can order inside now. They've added it to both menus, okay. but they were kind of introduced for the lounge itself. Uh, they have two, so they have the martini one and the margarita, and then they also have a couple wine flights. Um, <laughs> and power in. We, we didn't have the wine flights. I had the martini flight. It was excellent. Um, keep going. There, there you go. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be great for audio. <laughs> you're, supp- yeah, you're, you're supposed to keep talking, Craig. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Unlike, um, unlike <laughs> Teresa, when he's distracted, he just like deer in the headlights. Whereas, you know, Teresa gets distracted, she keeps talking. Like, she just gets quieter and whispers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the martini one was called Martini Flight of the Stars. Um, it says a tasting of three martinis for eleven twenty five, which I thought is a good price. Both the margarita flight and the uh, martini ones were eleven twenty five. Yeah. And they're pretty good sized drinks. Oh, well, I, I would have been fine just having the one flight, but we did want to try other drinks because we were there to cover everything, so we need to be very thorough with it. Oh, yes. That's and what we say. It was research. It was research. But... And then that's you one had path. The that's, I guess that's flight. one path to alcoholism, but okay. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I had the margarita one. It was called Citizens Take Flight. Um, so the three were the Bucky Greenhorn Derby Margarita, the Melvin Machismo Mango, and the Ready Freddy Fiddlesticks Pomegranate Margarita. Ooh. So they're all kind of cutesy names after like um, old Hollywood kind of things. Okay. So it fits into the theming of the restaurant. Yeah. Like one of my martinis was the Norma Desmond. No, it was the Dorma Nesmond. Dorma Nesmond. Because sorry. you're drunk and you, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
That's cute. It was. I couldn't drink it. I wanted to taste it just for the name alone, but it was way too sweet. Yeah. Really? Was, oh yeah. It was a cherry martini kind of. Okay. It was more cherry than than vodka, but it was still. Or no, there was gin in that one, but no, it was all. All of my martinis were excellent, and the food was just as good there. What um, kind of food? Well, we had. We tried several things in chlorine. In chlorine. In chlorine. Wow. In chlorine. <laughs> um, we had these sliders. They came with two sliders on, which were almost the size of actual hamburgers. Yeah, they were big. Um, one of them was a chorizo slider, um, which chorizo is what? What did we said? Decide. I believe it was? a spicy Portuguese sausage. Yes, yes. you're correct. Yeah, okay. kind of sausage. And then the other one was just a beef slider with gouda. It was wagyu beef. So wagyu beef. Yeah. yeah. But with gouda, mm. it was yeah. really good. Everything and bacon and avocado. Damn, and look at those. Jeez. Cognac, mustard, aioli. It was very good. Yeah. They're, they're kind of upper scale. They're kind of like more gourmet. So it's not like sliders <sighs> that you would get anywhere. Those look fantastic. They really do. And they I came mean, with the tiniest little potato chips that were so good. So <laughs> greasy, like but they so were good. Really fried. But the chorizo was my favorite of the two. It was like a, it was almost like a spicy, sloppy Joe yeah, sandwich. We, could, we called it the really fancy manwich. Yeah. <laughs> my manwich. <laughs> my manwich. Yeah. So, but those were fantastic. Both of those were really good. And they were um, 15. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's they're higher priced, but I say they're totally worth it for these yeah. two because they're really high those quality. Those were definitely worth it, yeah. and I was starting to get full just after those two. Okay. So, uh, and then the other thing that I tried was the duck confit tacos. Um, they, the one thing I loved about them was normally whenever you eat duck, you're eating it off the bone or off a of breast stuff like that. So they just put all the good <laughs> juicy duck meat right in the tacos. Had a little bit of orange with it. Uh, it, it was my favorite thing that we tried. Yeah, this was the best. Yeah. I would put this on the top, then probably the chorizo burger, and then probably the, the Wagyu one underneath yeah. that. Um, yeah, so it was $14. It had sweet onion and orange conserve, uh, telegio cheese, and leek rings. Yeah, and they kind of look small. And nobody the, knows what any of those things are. I don't are. know any of those words. <laughs> <laughs> they look so small in the picture, but the, the picture really doesn't do it justice there. These were good-sized tacos, three of them. Mm-hmm. They they wouldn't fill you up as much as the two sliders, but it was still a really good bargain for its price. Um, and then the last thing we had was the shrimp. Yeah, it was called the Derby Cocktail. It was kind of like a seafood thing. Uh, there was jumbo lump, blue crab, black tiger shrimp, avocado, and horseradish tomato juice. So it came in two two parts. So the salad kind of came on the plate. And then you got like this little shot glass with tomato whatever juice in it i didn't know the correct protocol for that i kind of dipped and like poured a little bit of it on yeah um, but it was good however this was 14 and i don't think it was worth that much yeah i i agree i thought the presentation was beautiful um the avocado was really fresh yeah delicious but not worth the money it, yeah you've got three shrimp with it and then like maybe four little kind of bits of crab yeah. so and then they also had a few other they had uh two different artisanal cheese plates Ooh, like, wow. like mm-hmm. every Disney. This sounds great. Contest. Oh, it. Oh, it yeah. Really is. It's. I think it's the perfect addition to Hollywood Studios. It's. I think it really tries to um, add a more um, Carthay Circle type area to the yeah. park, um, with the lounge and the specialty drinks and the, little, the different food offerings. Is this going to be a place that is going to be impossible to get into because it's going to be popular and? Um, it's. It is possible. There's no reservations accepted. Um, they so do it's first come first serve. First come first yeah. serve. They do take tables in Wonderland, but there's no dining plan accepted. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. It's possible. I would love to see it because I want them to improve on it. Interesting to see them exclude this from the dining plan. I think it would be hard, though, because those items, they're priced in a way yeah. that it's not quite an entree, but it's not a but quick I wonder, either, so. I wonder if Disney is going to start playing around with concepts 
where they want to see if, if they can get away with uh, certain restaurants that won't accept the dining plan. Yeah, maybe. Honest, the only way to do this would be, um, I guess it could be a quick service because they do offer desserts too. We tried yeah. all three desserts. Which were all from the restaurant, so there was nothing yeah. really new. But, but um, you know, it, the desserts were on the higher end. They were about 8 or $9 each. And then all the entrees, or the appetizers, I guess, they were between 14 and then the one cheese plate for two was like $19. Yeah, and that had charcuterie so, on it too. So it was it yeah. had like meat stuff on it. So. so all this stuff was, it was relatively expensive. They can't really justify the quick service plan, but then you're not really going to get your exactly. money's worth out of it on the, on the table, on the table plan. So, but I think it works well all the cart. I mean, I think that if you were just went, I think it's a great spot for uh, like to go spend an evening and just yeah. have different drinks and kind of spend, there was no, I mean, we, there was no issues with us taking a while. We sat there for probably two hours. We, um, I would say about two and a half hours yeah. and the park was actually closed for about 45 minutes before we even left so it's outdoor so. and so the outdoor seating has umbrellas over the tables and they have oh, these- so they didn't rush you out of there <laughs> oh no after the park closed no. well we we had a well, little issues with not getting served our dessert until like five minutes before this was their first night and you could tell yeah. it was a little rocky with the servers we did ask if they were specific servers just to the lounge or if they were on kind of a rotation from the restaurant it turns out that's the way it works so it's added to the servers um rotation so you know most of the time they'll work at the restaurant maybe but then a couple days a week They'll come out and work in the lounge. So they're still okay. kind of working out things like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great idea. Um, I think so far, everything I've heard uh, coming back is people are really excited about it. Uh, it sounds like the food and drinks are are good. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're great. It, it's the perfect place to just relax at the end of the day. If you're going to the park all day, maybe end your night off there. Just have a couple drinks. Oh, and I do want to mention that um, there's a small bar set up in the front, which is where they're making most of the drinks. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if there's no seating room, if if you don't want to sit, maybe you can order drinks to go and they'll make it for you to go. So you can order these like really nice drinks. I don't think they do it for the flight. I think that would be harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But for the specialty cocktails, they'll make it for you and you can take a walk around the park. So uh, you give it high marks. Oh, definitely. I want to go back and see, you know, maybe yeah, a month check and see it how it's like check how it out. Those uh, burgers changed. look those burgers look good, so. Oh yeah. But I'll go um back. All right, before we um before we turn it over to uh the video we have of the show that we recorded, which is where the news and the housekeeping and all that other good stuff that you're used to is. Um I do want to uh make a special mention here. Um a few weeks ago, I gave a shout out to one of our, our listeners and good friends, uh, Tony Malia from New Zealand, who had been on the uh, Backstage Magic uh, uh, ABD trip with us, with uh, Sean Craig, Dustin, and I, uh, back in June. Uh, we gave her a shout-out because she was in the hospital. She, uh, she was sick, and uh, unfortunately we found out over the weekend that uh, Tony passed away. So uh, we wanted to just... Uh, in, in the event that her sister is watching, uh, just wanted to send out our condolences to to you and to your family, and uh, to tell you how sorry we are, genuinely, that uh, that Tony isn't with us anymore. I, you know, wish I'd had more time to get to know her. We had that week, but uh, there were things that were clear in that week. That was she had a she nothing nothing held her back. It seemed like you know, being being bound to the wheelchair was just 
not not an impediment for her. She um, she did everything we did, went everywhere we went. And I remember on multiple occasions we offered to uh, help her. Even yeah. there were stairs, you know, even just like pick, pick her up in the wheelchair, and she was fearless. She just. No, just and she was also treated like royalty by those adventure oh, yeah. Disney guides. That was amazing to see. And this was the trip of a lifetime for her. And one of the things that really moved yeah. me uh, was when I uh, heard that she uh, in the hospital room. Um, well, she watched the show every week religiously. She was a, a huge fan, and uh, she was surrounded by pictures uh, yeah. and memories from that backstage magic trip. And that that was the trip of a lifetime for her. And you know, one of the things her sister mentioned to us was that. Uh, that she, because her sister was with her on that trip, and that she's very grateful that she had that experience uh, experience with her. So, we just uh, want to uh, offer our condolences and dedicate today's show to Tony's memory. And uh, we will go ahead and close it out. And uh, coming up next, our uh, our show from Delaware. Thanks, everybody. Coming up, Disney Cruise Line is putting lifeguards at its pools. The head of Disney's labor relations is jumping ship for Universal. And FastPass Plus is coming to the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. All that coming up next. We're coming to you from the Delaware Diz Meet to raise money for Give Kids the World. And this is the Diz Unplugged. the Diz Unplugged Roundtable discussion for the week of November 5th, 2013, coming to you from the Delaware Diz Meet to raise money for Give Kids the World. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Miss Kathy Whirling, <laughs> the lovely and talented Teresa Eccles, <laughs> the lovely and talented Sean Thompson, and the lovely and talented Dustin West. All right. And, of course, on the controls producing for us, the lovely and talented Craig Williams. It is, uh, it is great to be here. Uh, it's great to be back up in the Northeast uh, during fall. Um, I miss this. I miss the weather. I miss the changing of the leaves. It's fantastic. Uh, so it's really it's great to be here. The weather is just amazing. Absolutely. I brought, like, my big winter coat. <laughs> and... This is, this is fantastic. I don't know it. that we'll need that. When we were flying in, you could see it. It's just changing slightly yeah. to red and yellow. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Reminds me of my childhood back north. <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, you spent a lot of time living outside. Yes. <laughs> like a squirrel. Um, a few things in housekeeping. want to go over. Remind everybody, November 30th, 2014, Podcast Cruise 5.0. This is a party you are not going to want to miss. They're still really great. Rates available for this cruise. It's on the Magic, the newly refurb Magic. If you watched the show last week, you saw some of the amazing things they did to that ship. Of course, we have uh, all that, all that, uh, those videos that that Craig did on the ship. Uh, Fourteen of them, I believe, yep. um, that Craig produced uh, on the uh, on the Magic. Amazing. Most of them he got up before the ship ever left port, which blows my mind. But. Um, so if you want to join us for that, November 30th also happens to be my 50th birthday, December 6th of next year. 
And uh, if, you, if you like big parties, if you like good parties, uh, this is one you're going to want to attend because I'm planning it. Um, no but, presents, uh, right? <clears throat> oh, no, give, tribute must be paid. Um, <laughs> Of course not. But uh, so that's uh, November 30th next year, Podcast Cruise 5.0. And forgive me, I'm starting to lose my voice. Uh, I had my niece and nephew uh, visiting us for a couple of weeks, and they brought their disease and pestilence into my house. <laughs> and now I'm starting to get sick, so they'll be punished in short order. Um, also want to remind everybody, our Disneyland show, every Thursday, disunplugged.com. I have no idea what he's doing this week because he hasn't sent me a... Yeah, he usually sends us what usually he's going to be doing. He sends us the update letting me know what he's going to be doing. Um, links to that and everything we discuss in the show, as always, disunplugged.com. Um, also want to take a moment to recognize uh, James and Denise Kays and their volunteers for putting on this awesome meet. I also, I also want, and I hope she doesn't get mad at me for, for saying this, um, but I, I, I want to say something especially uh, to Denise. These items you see up for auction here are all from her personal collection. Um, that we haven't seen before. Uh, normally, it's a lot of people contributing stuff. And when I walked in, I'm like, wow, a lot of people contributed. Um, only to find out that um, Denise brought all her stuff here. What a, what a great, what a, what a great, generous thing to do. I'm really, really moved by that, Denise. Uh, I also want to thank our phenomenal auctioneer. Uh, did a, a, a fantastic job. Um, also, I want to make sure, I, I know we have some uh, active members of the military in the audience today, so I want to thank them for their service. Um, them going out and doing what they do allows idiots like me to sit here on a microphone and spew my nonsense. Um, so we want to thank you for, uh, for that. <clears throat> and I also want to recognize the young men and women sitting over here, uh, Junior ROTC. Um, you know, you talk about uh, some of the things you see. Uh, I, I'm going to sound like an old man here, but kids these days... <laughs> Um, especially in this, in this day and age, uh, war is absolutely a part of our vocabulary, unfortunately. So when I see young men and women wearing the uniform, uh, thank you for your service. Because I don't have the spine to do it. So I thank God there are men and women like you out there. Um, but uh, it, is, it, it really is nice to see everybody. Seeing a lot of familiar faces. I want to appreciate those of you who came in from New Jersey and New England and surrounding areas, Pennsylvania. A lot of people drove uh, several hours to be down here. And uh, just want to tell you, we appreciate it. Uh, I think we've raised some good money today. Um, and uh, I think we're still doing silent auctions. So that's running through the entire show. And I think we're still selling the raffle tickets. So, like I said to you, best odds you'll ever get on winning a Disney vacation. $10. Got to be in it to win it. And we're going to announce that winner at the end of the show. But uh, that's what I have for housekeeping. Does anybody else have anything? I have a little one. Oh, I'm not touching that. A little, look. (laughs) This was given to me yesterday by Linda Andrews. What is it? It's a little sniffle duffle. There's tissues on one side. What did you call that? It's a sniffle duffle. (laughs) 
and chocolate inside. It's like perfect for me. Did she sew this together? Yes, she sewed it with a little needle she and can, thread. She can, she can dab her eyes and soothe her emotions all That's the time. That's right. Time. It's like the perfect... Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. It's just so sweet. <laughs> of course she's going to cry. So, and I have pictures of Klaus for those who want to see him, so I'm good. We'll be passing them around. We'll be passing them around. <laughs> Anything else? Anyone else? Anything? Not for me. Yes. I just want to say this is a cool uh, senior center. This is the most yes, beautiful a, senior center I've yeah. ever seen. It's the nicest yeah. one I've ever been in. I think that's probably one. But yeah, he said he was looking. <laughs> he said he was looking forward to retiring in Delaware. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be Shady Pines, but it's much nicer. <laughs> so, that it? Yeah, that's good. All right, we're going to move on to the news. Uh, first news story. Uh, after an incident in March where a four-year-old boy nearly drowned on the Disney Fantasy, Disney Cruise Line has added lifeguards to their pools. Anybody else wonder why the hell this wasn't done earlier? Yeah. Um, lifeguards will be stationed at the family pools on all four ships whenever the pool is open. Who did not turn off their phone? <laughs> not mine. No, I'm not me. Right. Mine's off. Um, Disney is the first major cruise line. This is not something else that stunned me. Uh, Disney is the first major cruise line to do this. Uh, as most ships do not have lifeguards watching over their pools. Disney Cruise Line is not the only Disney entity to make changes to their pool safety. Walt Disney World Resorts are now enforcing pool hours and adding fences around all resort pools that currently don't have them. So guests will only have access when there are lifeguards on duty. Earlier this year, a young boy drowned while swimming at Pop Century after the lifeguards had left for the night. I knew this was coming. Because uh, I also believe recently on a carnival ship, a young boy uh, had drowned. Had to be taken to the... He died. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, I, I don't understand how you have kids swimming and you don't have a lifeguard. I'm not saying this is just Disney. Apparently it's every cruise line. But it just, it, it's sad to me that that somebody has to die or nearly die. I mean, this four-year-old boy, I mean, he's in a vegetative state. He's not coming back from this. He's alive, but just barely. That, that boy that was on the Disney ship, I'm on his Facebook page. His name is Chase Lycan. And you can see he's made great strides, but chances are, I mean, they've told him he'll never get back to what he was. Yeah. Wow. And how sad is that? And it's, it's, it just, it, it, it stuns me. How, how do you miss that? How do you get the detail down for the light fixture? Disney does so well. But how do you miss that detail? You've got kids swimming in a pool and there's no lifeguard. Let's not even discuss the fact that the Mickey pool on the Magic and the Wonder by 4 o'clock in the afternoon looks like an unflushed toilet. Um, Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) <laughs> At 8 o'clock in the morning, you can see Mickey clearly. By 4 o'clock, he's kind of hazy. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to make any friends at Disney Cruise Line saying that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm glad that they're doing it. I'm just sorry that it had to take. Well, I know they had uh, cast members stationed. Uh, when the Dream and Fantasy came out for the, uh, the Aqueduct, they had... Cast members stationed at the top and the bottom of the slide, but right. I mean, That's, there's still additional pools that are there, especially the children's pools that I think will now obviously benefit from having a lifeguard there. And I'm sure they'll have certain hours. I doubt it'll be 24-7, but... Uh, well, you hope. You know. and well, even, no, it's not going to be 24-7. They have right. to enforce the hours. Even at the resorts, 
how many of you have gone by the pool and they've they put like this net over the end of the slide and said, you know, there's no lifeguard here. Like, did that make it safer? It's about time they put fences around the pools and said, hey, these are our hours. You know, yeah. I mean, accidents can happen at Disney as well as they can happen anywhere else. No, absolutely. So I'm glad they're doing it. Just sorry it had to take that right. to make it happen. Well, I think we saw them last weekend when we were on the Magic. There were lifeguards at all the pools, so... They've started already. Oh, the thing was also lousy with media. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but, uh, all right, our next story. Uh, Steve Eisenhart, Senior Vice President of Labor Relations, Immigration Compliance, and Cast Health Services for Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, has resigned for a job leading labor relations at NBC Universal. Eisenhart will move from Florida to New York and begin his new job November 18th. He has been employed by Disney since 1995, starting off as a labor relations manager and moving to his current role in 2009. As part of his job at Disney, Eisenhart was responsible for managing 100 people and oversaw the labor relations divisions at both U.S. Disney theme parks. Uh, For NBC Universal, he'll be responsible not just for Universal theme parks, but also their other business divisions. Um, Prediction. You're going to hear a lot more stories like this. I think you're going to start seeing Universal poaching Disney uh, executives um, on, uh, on a massive basis. Uh, it, whether you like Universal or not, <clears throat> they are now very well funded. They are now very, very well funded through Comcast. They are making a play. They are really making a play. I think Universal feels they can supplant Disney as the, uh, as the main draw. Now, to a bunch of Disney fans, we're going to sit here and shake our heads no. No. But you don't ever write off anybody that's willing to spend $500 million a year expanding their business. Disney is not spending that. Disney is not spending that. And Universal has seen strides from this. So what they're going to start doing now is poaching. And it used to be poaching from, poaching from Disney. used to be it was the other way around. Disney poached from Universal. As a matter of fact, the head... The senior vice president of Walt Disney Travel, Randy Garfield, came from Universal. A lot of people working in Walt Disney Travel came from Universal. So I think it's interesting that Universal is starting to poach um, uh, people back from, uh, from, from Disney. Um, has anybody been to Universal recently? Yes. Anybody? Wow. Not a hand. Wow. <laughs> Go check it out. Spent some time there the last few weeks. And I got to tell you something. There... For all the years that I've, I've been a fan of Universal, I love Universal, always loved Disney a little bit more, always thought Disney did certain things a lot better, I thought their, you know, uh, their theme parks were better, their cast was better. Um, in terms of cast, I gotta be honest with you, Universal's doing something, they're doing what Disney used to do. And that's the kind of cast member I'm encountering over at Universal. I'm getting an awful lot of apathy at Disney. I'm seeing people that just are there doing a job. They have no passion for what they're doing. They're not happy. I'm not saying this is true of all of them. I'm not going to paint all cast members with one brush. They just, a lot of the ones I see don't, just don't seem that happy. Everybody I ran into at Universal, like the last couple weeks, these people were pumped. These people were pumped. There's something in the air over there. And I think that, uh, I, think Disney, I think Disney has a much bigger... Uh, challenge on its hands than maybe they realize. Um, and with the, uh, with the expansion of Harry Potter coming up, I think they're going to 
I think this could get real interesting. At the end of the day, we're the ones who win. When these guys fight it out, we're the ones who win. Um, but I'm interested to see. But I just thought that was fascinating that they were poaching, because that's a high-level job there. That's a high-level job. And it's also poaching. a job that affects the incoming cast members and, and the way the cast members relate to one another and to their, their uh, overseeing company. So I think um, having that kind of person that has set that up at Disney, that culture of being able to go and talk to your managers, talk to your HR department, all that, having some of that come into Universal, I think is going to be good for Universal because Disney does do that right, in my opinion. Well, I think it's one of the things, uh, probably one of the areas where Universal probably has to beef things up is in labor relations. And, and look, now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pro-union guy. I don't want to upset anybody here thinking I'm not pro-union. Uh, but from the standpoint of business, um, you've got to have somebody strong enough to fight the unions and keep costs under control. And uh, some of his tactics... Uh, in doing that were not things that I approved of or appreciated. But that's his job. Um, so, I, like I said, uh, uh, poaching somebody like that at that level, um, it's different than if we get, you know, a manager from the, the parks or something like that. You're talking, you're talking upper executive. Uh, this guy's going to be labor relations for basically NBC Universal, the entire organization, not just, not just the parks. That's a big poach. <laughs> So, interested to see. I'll just make a prediction now. You're going to start hearing more stories like that. Upper-level executives being poached by, by Universal, by Comcast, from Disney. We'll but see. on the other side of things, George Calagridis at Disney World, we, out in Disneyland, we heard all kind of really wonderful things. We haven't heard so much at Disney World. Do you think they let him go in and sort of like get the feel for Disney World, and maybe we're going to start seeing some things at Disney that he's going to put his stamp on? I think... Absolutely. I, I, think, uh, I think he's just... That's a big job. You're in charge oh, yeah. of the Walt Disney World Resort, largest single-site employer in the U.S. Yeah. Um, you get, what, 55,000, 60,000 people 60 some. Uh, reporting to him. Um, so, yeah, we'll give him some time. So far, I mean, he hasn't... He's not the cleaning woman. That's obvious. Um, <laughs> but what he's going to add to it, what the tone of things is going to be under his, under his leadership, it remains to be seen. But, yeah, I mean, he was pretty well-loved at, at Disneyland, so... They just gave him the big, like, handoff of the Magic Bands. Now, he's in control of that, the, the team right. that's been handling it. So it's like, maybe now it's, he's going to put his flair to it, or I would like to see some of that coming but from But anybody him. who's visited Disneyland knows that they're very different products, Disneyland yeah. and Disney World. Very, very different. So I'm wondering how much of a learning curve that's going to be for him, because things are just done so much differently. In Orlando, but he was he was in Disney World first, right, and then went out to Disneyland, right? Wasn't he in charge of, at the Contemporary? Didn't he, he come up through the ranks at Disney World? I always I, thought he was West Coast. No, I thought I he started here, or started in Florida, but um, here, yeah, I, I mean, started here, yeah, in Delaware. You know what I mean? I think I'm, <laughs> I'm back in Florida. I'm sorry, but you know, like I'm thinking, like he's now had a like a learning period at Disney World, maybe now he'll start I'm doing hoping. some things. I'm hoping. Yeah. I've, got, I've got big hopes. Nice. I've got big hopes for him. I think, I think he'll do well. But like I said, it remains to be seen. So. Yeah. All right. Our final news story, and this, I, this is big. I was really surprised by this. A test of the FastPass Plus system will take place November 4th through January 12th for guests staying at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Hotels. 
This is the first time a test has been conducted, conducted with guests staying at a resort that is not owned by Disney. The difference between these guests and other guests in the test program is that they will not have access to magic bands and will not be able to make their FastPass Plus reservations in advance. <laughs> when these guests get to the theme park each day, they will need to stop at a, one of the My Magic Plus kiosks and choose their FastPass Plus selections for that day. That'll change. So yeah, they're, getting, they're getting the leftovers, like after now, everybody else? Here's what, I, I really think this is Disney testing out the waters on how it's going to work for one-day guests. Right. Oh, okay. This is, this is a right. group of people Aww. on property that are, they're not, they don't have magic bands, they don't have the option to do it, so they're taking them and giving them the, the test and just to see how it works. I mean, because they're, okay. they're changing things every day still. Right, because so. these people don't necessarily have a My Disney Experience user profile online to link it's not connected yeah exactly um so they have to go to a kiosk and plan that day which is going to be the story for the case for a lot of guests yeah but as an annual pass holder i have a ongoing disney my disney experience uh user uh profile and i'm able to go in and schedule those fast passes that's only because you've had that first initial disney resort stay Really? So if I hadn't stayed at a no. Disney hotel, I wouldn't no. be able to link all that no, stuff? No, you had up. to have an initial resort stay and ticket media to start FastPass Plus. Oh, wow. Okay. I, would, I, did, I wasn't aware yeah. of that. Well, it should be interesting. I think you're right. I think this is them testing it out for day guests. That's been one of the burning questions a lot of people have had. What if I'm staying off property? Um, what if I'm not staying at a Disney resort? Am I going to be able to use this? Am I going <clears> to <throat> be able to use that? Um, this is going to be a busy test. It's right in the holiday season. So, But as... As you'll hear when we get, we're going to do the top 10 threads on Disboards for October. Um, you know, one of the things that we said about FastPass Plus and My Magic, uh, My Magic Plus and all that great stuff was give it a chance. Give it some time. Uh, experience it before you judge it. Well, I got to say, people are coming back from experiencing it and they're not saying good things. No. Um, the in-park experience as of right now, especially with FastPass Plus, uh, FastPass Plus is touch and go at best right now. Sometimes it works, sometimes it Like I said, we're really going to talk doesn't. about that in a little bit. There's a couple of threads that came up this month uh, regarding that and some of the things that people are, are getting upset about. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. Right. But um, I really hope, you know, Disney's been doing a great job rolling this whole thing out. Um, and they've been really, you know, I, I think they've been really, really careful in doing it right. But I think there may be some things inherently built into this system that are going to be massive problems. And we're starting to see them. And I wonder how they're going to change them. Because fixing these things, I think, is going to require inherently changing the plan that they've gone into this with. Yeah. Um, and whether or not they're willing to go that far, I don't know. Um, but then again, when you've got a billion-dollar initiative... Sitting on the uh, sitting on the table, um, you can't just say, "Let's try that again." Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. So, all right, that's going to do it for the news. Let's move on to rapid fires, and as we always do in our rapid fire segment, when we're on the road, we have local rapid fires, and I'm sure Kathy has found something interesting to start. Why, with. yes, I have. I oh, was, and by the way, Kathy checked in on Foursquare four from a strip club recently. <laughs> what the heck's going on there? Sean wants to take away my Foursquare membership. I told because, her I was going to delete the app from her phone. <laughs> yes, because I was sitting on the plane in Atlanta, and that was one of my choices of where to check in because it was 0.2 miles from the airport. So I picked 
the most least, least likely place that I, people would assume I would go to. So I. She checked into Hot Lana. Yeah, <laughs> I went there too. What did she get there? <laughs> and I got emails that people thought my um, account was hacked. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, hacked. It she was at a strip club. <laughs> so anyway. Um, I'll go just about anywhere to see airplanes. And so when Pete said that um, we needed to come up with a rapid fire, I wanted to try to see if there was some kind of museum that, if I was here a little bit longer, I could go to. And I found the Air Mobility Command Museum. It's in Dover, Delaware. And there's an event coming up November 9th. It's going to be the first C-5 airplane to be added to any museum. And if you're into airplanes, the C-5, it's... It's a big plane. It's a big deal. Um, It transfers the aircraft from the 164th Airlift Wing of the Tennessee Air National Guard. And this plane had flown out of Dover Air Force Base um, back in the 70s, from 73 to 77. And it made its final flight from Tennessee in August and has spent the last couple months being prepared to be in this thing. And they showed pictures on the website of them pulling all these planes out of the museum so that they could get the C-5 in. So if you're a fan of airplanes and aircraft and Air Force and all that stuff, November 9th, they tell you to bring your um, lawn chair. It's at 10 a.m. And... Have fun. If I was in the area, I'd be in the front row. So that's my rapid fire. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Teresa. Okay. I'm doing um, the Newcastle Historical Society upcoming events. The first event is actually today. Um, I wasn't going to add it, but it was kind of cute. Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? The Amstel House and Dutch House Museum is closed today in preparation for paranormal investigations this evening. Isn't that fun? Okay. And then um, (laughs) Friday, November 29th through Sunday, December 29th, the holidays at Amstel and Dutch Houses. Amstel House will be decorated for a traditional holiday celebration in colonial times, showing off a dessert board of the period and featuring traditional 18th century customs during the period of Governor Nicholas Van Dyke's residency. At the Dutch House, experience a celebration of St. Nicholas Eve, a tribute to the legend of St. Nicholas, Dutch patron saint, including with regular admission to the museum. Also through December 29th is the exhibit Taverns, Tap Rooms, and Tipping ha- Tippling Houses. Tippling? What? <laughs> final oh, final days to visit the new exhibit in the old library museum. Explore the history of drinking establishments, <laughs> both legal and illegal, in the Newcastle since the 17th century. Let's go there. Yeah. Go is this to happening that. tonight? No, this is in December. I was say, because we just lost these two. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me, three. <laughs> and it's free. So go check out the drinking of olden time. I'll come back on December 29th. Okay, I'll, have a, like, I'll, I'll have ter- a hearty mead. Like when Teresa was in her early 20s. Yes, I remember. I back remember the, the, the tap century. rooms and taverns. I worked them. Yeah, you were right, in colonial sure. garb? I was. She's on the wing. She's turning butter. <laughs> So anyway, I love some old-timey Christmas, so I'd, I'd come back for this. Kathy can check out the planes, and I'll be, you know, churning butter. <laughs> All right, wow. thank you, Butter Churner. Um, Dustin. Okay, so I'm probably going to pronounce some things wrong. I'm sorry, incorrectly. Um, so there's a place, and let me see if I get this right, Rehoboth Beach? Oh, yeah, Correct. yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Got it. And that's really close to Lewis, 
Delaware? Yes. Lewis? Awesome. You were struggling with Lewis? Well, it's spelled not a way that you would think. L-E-W-E-S. Yeah, so anyway, uh, this uh, weekend, November 6th through 10th, is the Rehoboth Beach Independent Film Festival, uh, which kind of strikes my fancy. I'm really uh, into that kind of thing. It started in 1998, and it has developed into a premier mid-Atlantic cultural event. Uh, The five-day festival showcases approximately 100 of the best American and international films, including features, documentaries, and shorts. Now, I know this is a a pretty popular um, tourist destination anyway, uh, that part of the the state. Mm -hmm. So, um, It's very gay. You know? Well, I didn't no, know that is. when I was mm-hmm. checking so, this. Oh, 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 are we sure this film festival is for everybody? Well, they have they have uh, a, a children's cinema corner for elementary school age children as well. So uh, this weekend, if you're looking uh, for something to do and you, you're really into films or independent films and want to go check out a film festival, that's uh, November 6th through 10th, the Rehoboth Beach Independent Film Festival. Check it out. Awesome. I wish I could. Everyone's going to go to Rohibeth Beach. Yeah. Rohibeth. <laughs> Rohibeth. <laughs> I thought it was Rohoboth. <laughs> Rohoboth. Piscataway. Piscataway. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Dustin. Sean. Yep. All right. So everyone is going to leave today and get tickets for this because it's going to be the greatest thing that you're going to do all next year. So, Costumes of Downton Abbey at the Winterthur <laughs> Museum. Speaking of gay things, yeah. <laughs> thank you. The Winterthur Museum Garden and Library from March 1st, 2014 through January 4th of 2015. It's so almost a full year of Downton Abbey costumes. Winterthur hosts Costumes of Downton Abbey, an original exhibition of exquisite fashion designs from the award-winning television series. Teresa made me read this full thing, so just get ready. Where'd, where'd you get this rapid fire? You sent it to me last night at 2 a.m. Is that Sky Mall? <laughs> yeah, that? It's from Sky Mall catalog. No, it's, it's Gateway Wilmington. So I guess the museum's in Wilmington. Uh, the ex- exhibition is structured so visitors can experience life in both the British household of the fictional Earl and Countess of Grantham at Downton Abbey and the contrasting world of Winterthur founder Henry Francis DuPont and his contemporaries in the first half of the 20th century. Approximately 40 historically inspired costumes from the television show are supplemented by photographs and vignettes inspired by the program in real life at Winterthur. Are you going to come back for this? Sure. All right. <laughs> how, many people, dress up. how many people here have watched Downton Abbey? Oh, everyone has. Okay, all right. You just want to dress up as Maggie Smith? <laughs> I am Maggie Smith. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, well, thank you for that. Sean, that's going to do it for Rapid oh, Fire. Can I add one quick little one? No. Did you know that it's tax-free here in Delaware? Everywhere we go, people have reminded us of that at the car rental place, uh, at the front desk, at the hotel. It's like... Do you know, Dustin, that if it's $5, it's $5. Well, I've taken that to the extra step, and, and I just assume there's no laws here. So I've been running red lights, stoplights. <laughs> yeah, who cares? It's a lawless society. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> wow. High living in Delaware. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for that. We're going to move on uh, to, uh, since it's the first show of the month, uh, we usually do our top ten threads on Disboards for the previous month. And uh, number ten, coming to you live from Walt Disney World, the Disney Dining Reviews uh, Forum. Um, this is an ongoing thread that uh, when people are in Disney, they're going to this thread and they're updating things, mostly dining stuff because it's on the dining board. But that is our number ten thread. First time I've seen it come up yeah. uh, on this. 
Uh, number nine was an interesting one. This is from our theme parks community board. What gets me most are the hypocrites on this board, <laughs> posted by Postal 68. <laughs> and I just want to read, I, I want to read what, he, what he wrote because I don't necessarily disagree with him. Um, or her, I'm sorry, could be a, could be a woman. Um, many people, including myself, are not happy with this Fast Pass Plus mess. I've been going to Walt Disney World almost annually for 30 years. Most of those trips have been in the slower seasons, and I've never once had to do a rope drop or plan what my schedule was for the day. We've always been able to do basically everything we wanted to do, and we worked around the crowd and used our Fast Passes when they came into effect. This current Fast Pass Plus system is a joke. I don't want to plan on when I'm going to eat and what I'm going to ride four, five, six months in advance. That's utterly ridiculous. Now you can't even go to the park and get a fast pass because they're all gone early in the day because most are taking up by these people getting them in advance. And forget about getting in a standby line now for the big attractions. And a good part of this is not only because of the crap Fast Pass Plus system, but from the people on this board that are scamming the system and double and triple dipping with their fast passes. People complain about the crowds on this board, but then they're quick to point out how they got triple the fast passes that they should have because they use their magic band, their key to the world card, and their old room key. Ridiculous. I agree with Disney, charging people who don't show up for dining reservations. In fact, they should charge them the price of a minimum meal times the number of guests the reservation is for. If they catch you in the system with more fast passes than you're permitted, you should have your fast pass privileges revoked for the entire length of stay. Um, <clears throat> you know, when I saw the, the title, I'm like, okay, well, here we go. But then I read it. I'm like, you know what? He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. Yeah. Does he explain how they were using both the key to the world and the magic band? Well, I've been I, I've been hearing this that people have been there've been ways go, for people to you just go back to the same attraction twice, so you can't choose three six different rides. You just choose the same three. You, you, okay. When you're at the park, you just use the fast pass machine and you stick your key right. to the world card in or your old ticket in. You can't schedule it, but if it's available, you yeah. Can but he's a triple, so I was confused yeah. as to. But yeah, the fast, know. they're going to quit issuing key to the world cards, so that's going to cut down on that should some. Cut down on it, so. And then eventually they're supposed to phase out the fast pass machine, so. Just so people understand, I, I mean, I've gotten emails already about this, and why do we allow people to share this information on the boards? We used to get it with uh, um, uh, the photo, uh, photo, pass, photo pass, and people would, you know, all chip in together and get one, uh, get one photo pass, and uh, people get upset with me because I allow it. Um, there are certain things we don't allow on the boards. But when it comes to things like this, my feeling is if Disney wants it to change, it's incumbent on Disney to change their policies. Right. It's not incumbent on me to chase down everybody that's doing something that may or may not be okay. Um, a great example is refillable mugs people that would bring them back trip after trip. Why don't you ban these people for talking about use, reusing their refillable mugs? Because there's a Why system. Why don't you ban these people for talking about sneaking five people into a room? All those third rail issues uh, that are on the board, this is now becoming a third rail issue. Um, I don't do that because it's Disney's job to fix the problem with the refillable mugs. That's what I said. If Disney has a problem with this, Disney will fix it. And now they have. They put RFID chips in the cups. Problem solved. 
I'm not going to sit and go after people because they post something like that. I don't have to. The people on the boards do a good enough job of that. They hop all over somebody for posting stuff like that. But I think this guy is right, or this girl is right, that um, these are some of the issues with FastPass Plus that are going to get worse. You know, before they phase out the the manual machines that you actually go up, the machines that have been there, um, before they phase those out, they're going to have to get a lot better with how... uh, easy the website is to attach yes. your reservation to your ticket to your fast pass because my dad and my, my parents were just in town last week and my dad is a, a really smart guy and he builds computers he's real tech savvy he knows how to get his way around a website couldn't for the life of him figure out how to attach fast pass plus to his my uh disney experience so we just went around and um did you know the the regular fast passes putting the tickets in the machine the entire time and even though we had the option to do FastPass Plus, we didn't feel like going up to the front desk and waiting there for them to reboot their system and ask us for our login to my Disney experience until they make that a much more streamlined process. I don't see how they can get rid of those machines. And in, until they get rid of those machines, I don't see how they can get rid of these problems that this guy's to, or this person's talking about. Well, you know, I have, for ever since they offered them, I've, I've had the uh, Premier Pass, the both coasts, Disney World and Disneyland. Um, I had a downgrade to a premium pass at Walt Disney World because I couldn't use the, the premier pass, the premium pass with uh, my Magic Plus. Yeah. It, wouldn't accept, it wouldn't accept it. To the point where I'm on the phone with somebody and they had to talk to like three different people before they said, oh yeah, we can't, we're not doing it with those yet because it's got California attached. And I'm like, are you serious, really? I had to downgrade my pass. Um, there are so many things they're going to have to work through with this. Now, stuff like that I can look at and say, okay, that's, they're just implementing it. Or they'll, they'll eventually get to where they can fix that. But then when I hear stories about some of the things that are going on with FastPass Plus and how angry people are coming back after having had the experience, I, I'm starting to think now Disney may have a problem on their hands. Um, how they handle this moving forward, especially I think the next six months, six to nine months are going to be critical for whether or not this is actually a success or not. If they don't start really aggressively addressing some of these issues, with the amount of money they put into it, I have no doubt they will. Uh, they seem to have been real open. They're listening. I know they're watching the boards. Um, we can see. Um, the, way, the way I know that Disney watches the boards is I can go into our analytics, and I can see where traffic is coming from, especially when it's clumped into one location. And so, like every week with the show, I can see... Anaheim, or excuse me, Burbank, and Orlando. An awful lot of people listening. And I know we have audiences in those places, but I'm hoping, and I know the same is true with the boards, so I know they're reading this stuff. This is the honest feedback. A lot of people get upset and never write the feedback form, but they'll go to the boards and they'll post it, and that's why I think Disney reads reads it so much. But um, I'm really starting to get concerned about what's going to happen with uh, the whole My Magic uh, Plus experience. Uh, with some of the things we're starting to read. But, all right, number eight this month, or last month, anyone in December getting Fast Pass Plus and Magic Bands. Uh, these have become very popular threads the last few months, people wanting to know, if you're going in December, have you gotten the invitation? Uh, because... Like which resorts are doing yeah. it, right. it? They're still rolling it out in phases. Um, number seven, Magic Bands cause huge line, lines at uh, Fast Pass return points. Um, saying that the, the fast pass return lines are getting ridiculous 
because of how long it's taking them mm-hmm. to when they're using their magic. As games. a person that used to work at a fast pass attraction, you know, um, I was able to train myself to look at somebody holding up five fast passes and determining that time and go, okay, come on, come on, Quan, show your fast pass. Now it's, you know, tap your hand. Well, they were okay, saying you're good. Tap they were hand. saying in this okay. thread. I'll read the thread. I'm seeing this more and more. But yesterday at Splash Mountain, midday was unbelievable. This is Disney Lover 99, and this is on theme parks board. Uh, the Fast Pass entrance line to get on Splash Mountain was winding its way towards Adventureland. No, uh, people were getting confused. Many left the Fast Pass entrance line to go to the standby line, which was a 65 minute wait. It takes way too long to scan the magic bands at these entrances. Can you imagine what these lines will look like when everyone has a magic band? And at the second magic band checkpoint, just before you get on the ride, cast members didn't want to hold up the lines anymore, so they were just asking people to show that they had oh, a wow. magic you band. You had that experience, didn't you? And just letting them on. Um, so, uh, like I said, these are some of the things we're seeing and hearing. And... Um, They've got challenges on their hands. That I was, was going to say, you know, that um, when we were talking about this, that one of the benefits of having a magic band is that your name is attached to the band so that they can say hello, Kathy, whatever. Well, I got it. I was at um, Spaceship Earth, and I was trying to line my Mickey head up with the, the sensor, and it wasn't working right. And the cast member went, come on, Kathy, get it on there. Do it right. And I'm like... Oh, you know, I just feel so warm and fuzzy that he called me by name and I wasn't going fast enough. <laughs> um, all right, number six, uh, the venerable stateroom Mickey ears and then some, this is a, this, we did a whole, Kathy and Teresa did a whole segment uh, based on this thread. If you're going on the cruise and you want to decorate your stateroom doors, um, this, is the, this is the thread to go to. Um, and a lot of very creative people have... Uh, Contributed some great designs that are available for you to print out. Just I'll remind everybody, if you're going to put stuff in your stateroom doors, please make sure it's magnetic, not adhesive. They're starting to find people now. If you're using adhesives on the door, because when you take it off, it strips the paint. Right. And they're having to go and repaint these doors to the point. Some of these doors on the older ships have been repainted so many times, you can't stick anything magnetic to it because it's about 14 layers of paint before you ever touch metal. So, and they also don't allow a lot of us on the Diz um, over-the-door shoe holders that you put your stuff in each one of the things, and they had like a, you know, like a wreath hanger. You mm-hmm. can't put that on the door anymore. Because that's scratching it up. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Number five uh, stuck out to me. One, because it's a top ten thread that's on the transportation board, which we don't ever see. Um, but uh, the, the thread was, anyone heard of Firefly Car Rental? Apparently, this is a car rental agency in Orlando that has extremely good rates. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's a part of Hertz. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, this is Hertz budget arm. Um, and people have been saying some really good things about it. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with it. I, has anybody ever used Firefly Car Rental? Anybody, anybody ever heard? It used to be Firefly another name, no. and then it went to Firefly. I think it was Advantage? Or no, it was like even that? something else, but it was in part of the parking garage of Hertz. Yeah, it's on site. Yeah, it's yeah. on site at Orlando. So next time you're looking for a rental car, at least check this thread out. But uh, keep in mind Firefly. Uh, never heard of them. Um, I love Firefly. The number four thread is a holdover from last month. 
touring Cinderella's Dream Suite was amazing, plus 14 other magical days on the Trip Reports forum. Um, <clears throat> number three, another interesting, another interesting thread coming to us from Theme Parks Attractions and Strategies, Ready to Throw in the Towel by oh, P. Barringer. Yeah. Um, we're supposed to leave uh, in 45 days for a nine-day vacation at Walt Disney World. The more I read on these forums, the more I'm wondering if I really want to deal with all the hassle. We are staying off-site, so FastPass Plus is not an option. And now I see that many of the Fast Passes are gone by 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. Top that off with attraction breakdowns, and now even the big dinosaur is missing a dinosaur. Uh, trying to chase down great ADRs and still not able to get reservations for Be Our Guest for the second year is just not any fun. Maybe we should just do Universal and SeaWorld with Dolphin Cove. I just don't know what to think about it all. We own at Wyndham, which is a timeshare, uh, so we would not lose money if we skipped it at all this year. Sorry for the rant. I just need to get it out. Um, This sentiment, I'm hearing this a lot. But that's sad. You know, when I think, you know, I feel like I'm new to Disney. It's only been since 1995. If I had been scared off by what I had read, just think of all I would have missed at Disney. Yeah, that's a good point. And, I mean, yes, you know, some of these things were a hassle and not everybody goes through that. But really, you still could go to the parks and not do a lot of planning. It's not, you know, just being at Disney to me is special. And, you know, I know people agonize over ADRs and rides and stuff, but it's what you make of it. You still can go and have a good time. Now, you, you know, you raise a good point. You raise a good point. Um, look, you know, I own disboards.com, so obviously I'm partial to it. Um, and, and I don't want to sound like I'm not grateful for the people who make it what it is, uh, the people who visit it and post. Make disboards.com what it is. My job is to sign the check uh, and pay for the servers. But when you're reading this stuff on the boards... Take everything with a grain of salt. Take everything with a grain of salt. And depending on who the poster is, take it with several grains of salt. <laughs> um, it's the internet, number one. Uh, it's, it's, there's anonymity. So people feel free to let out other frustrations that may not be related to this issue, but kind of come through it. It's the internet. Um, people are... People are planning their trips to within an inch of their life on these boards. And so it just becomes very, very big and very frightening when you hear these stories. And, oh, my God, is this going to affect me? I remember the first time I ever realized the power of that very, very early on. Um, I don't think the site was a year old yet. And I had posted something sarcastic and snarky. I know. um, (laughs) About uh, one of the all-star resorts. And I got an email from this woman, genuinely, genuinely upset that I've saved for three years, and that's where we're staying, and I can't afford to stay anywhere else. And she was hysterical, thinking that her vacation was going to be ruined. Ever since then, I've tried to keep that in mind with the things I say, especially if I'm talking about a particular resort um, or a particular part of the experience uh, at Disney World, you know, we certainly want to let people know what we think, but we try, try, not always succeed, to not get too histrionic about it. Um, that level of restraint does not exist on Disboards. Um, 
for a lot of people. It just kind of, you know... And it's kind of that Lord of the Flies mentality. Everybody kind of gets piles on with these issues. So, you know, it makes me sad to hear that someone's thinking, maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. even visit Disney World. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been to the theme parks a lot without Magic Bands mm-hmm. and Fast Pass Plus uh, recently. And I had a great time. Yeah, there's yeah. still plenty <laughs> a great time. of things to do and see. And maybe you take in a show that you've never done before. You can have a great time at Disney without doing all this stuff. Exactly, exactly. And I just want to ease everyone's worries that the big dinosaur is now back. It is back. dinosaur, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took him out for repairs or something, and they oh, put, like, it, a fake one in. The thing they put in there was Yeah, it was ridiculous. really bad. But he's back. Don't worry. He's back. <laughs> the Carnotaurus. All right, our number two thread for last month, uh, disability access service cards on our disabilities forum by Sue and MN. That was also, uh, I believe, technically the number two thread for last month because everybody's jockeying for number two. Right. When it comes to the number one position, of course, again, from style, uh, on the trip reports board by Jess. It just blows my mind. In all, I mean, this board is 16 years old this year. In 16 years, no thread has ever, 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 ever been as big as that thread is. And we're not talking about a small board here. We're talking about this boards. We're talking about 1.8 million unique visitors every month coming through that site and this for a year almost has wow. been the number one the number one thread um, and which I think is great but you know I'm dying to see something beat it <laughs> I love Jess no 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 not like you know Dang. beat Jess but <laughs> really? you know I'm surprised that that disability thread didn't beat it because that's been a hot, a hot topic. topic I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you the difference between the from style thread and whatever is in number two. I mean, it's just not even a, it's not wow. even a content. I think one month, one thread got close. But it's just like on a whole different I'm level. talking about, you know, like a third. The number two thread gets a third of the traffic Jeez. that from style gets. She got a lot of friends or what? It's just, it's become, well, you know, we've talked about it. I mean, I, I advertise it basically every month I do this because it's the number one thread. So more and more people go to check it out, and every month it's bigger. Every month it's bigger. So, plus it's really well written and she has a great personality yeah. and she extends that personality beautifully in what she writes yeah. on the boards and, and that's why. So, um, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm anxious to see, I'm anxious to get to a point where yeah. From Style isn't always number one. That's why we started giving the number two slot. You know, Jess, Jess has it. Jess has it. She's got it for the year. She. Definitely the biggest, biggest thread of the year. But, so we started awarding it to the number two thread as well. So. But those are our top ten threads for disboards.com. And now that you've sat here and listened to us talk all this time, let's find out who wins a trip. Oh, and as it's coming up, can I just make... I, I know we've all seen on our Facebook page there that different people were commenting that they wanted to come meet us. If you're here and you saw us talking to somebody else and you didn't get a chance to say hi, please come up. Because I always feel so bad when we go home and somebody goes, oh, I was going to come up and I saw you talk. And so right. please come up and talk to us. Please. Yeah, and I also... Uh, Kathy, I didn't wanna... Kathy needs friends. Yes. I didn't want to embarrass them too early in the show, but I just didn't want to give a shout out to uh, my parents that are here. They're very excited. Yay. And... Uh, Somebody Craig. else's parents. Craig. Yeah. Craig. Yeah. Craig. Yeah. Craig. Come on, Sean. Or Craig. Craig, anything to add? 
Show some excitement. Your mom and dad are right behind <laughs> you. Focusing on this. I think it's Mike's off. Craig's Williams parents are, here, are right yeah. over here. Yay. Glad to have you both. Or all four of you, I should say. All right. Come on, Denise. Denise. Yay. Wow. That's a lot of tickets. We sold a lot of tickets. And it's in a cat bucket. Of course. As it should be. It's all about pause. Making sure we it's all about the mix cats. them up real good. I know you guys are anxious. Everybody got their tickets out? Yeah, this reminds me of a story. <laughs> Sicily, 1935. We'll always have pictures. All right. Okay. Six. Make everybody stand up again. Then the last yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody stand up. Like stand up. Like stand up. Stand up. Stand, stand up. up if you got a ticket. Rise. Stand if you're able. <laughs> and even if you're not. <laughs> All right. The first number is six. Take everybody. Seven. And sit six. down if you don't. I'm sorry. Silence now. Okay. Six, seven, six. Six. Okay. Zero. Oh, oh man. <laughs> this, is so this is sad. This is sad. Zero. Oh. 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 Four. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday. Is it your birthday? That's your birthday. You are going to get a seven-day, six-night stay at oh a moderate God. Walt Disney World resort for four people, including dining, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Congratulations. Very good. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will do it for this show. Thank you guys so much for coming out, and as always, for your support today and for all the years past. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. That will do it. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Bye, everybody.